Well, that's me live, so that's something. It is dark out there. It must be Monday night. I mean, it's got to be. Hey, George just joined in. That was quick. Hey, buddy. Y'all remember George from last week? How could you forget? What a guy. Hey, apologies if you can see this blue plastic, uh, not plastic, a rubber band on my microphone. The, uh, the, the, the hair elastic type things on my shock mount are aging. So we went, uh, we went MacGyver. We used a blue plastic, not plastic, rubber band, rubber band. Oh, guys, I'm tired. I had a bit of a day. I got the longest walk I've done since I broke my ankle. Pulled 10.5K along the beach today. That was nice. Walked, um, y'all know where Rosetta McLean Gardens is in Scarborough? Well, I walked there, but at the bottom of the bluffs, and it's at the top. So that was nice. Pat, got to pat some dogs. I do like patting dogs. Oh, and there's Erica. Oh, bless your souls. Got a couple of folks with us now, and isn't that nice? This is going to be a fun one tonight. Little change in plans, but only a little. And it's the start of what's going to be an unusual two-week same brewery pairing. But the logic is sound. Now let me explain what's going on. You will remember, I have some beer from the Indiel House. Love the Indiel House. Uh... What's, what more can I say? They're fantastic, and I do love them. I'd gotten, um, I'd gotten taken by one of their social media ads, advertisements, um, because they were selling their hot sauces, and I do like a hot sauce. So I got some of that and some beers. Um, and it turned out people really seem to enjoy me eating hot sauce. Uh, the Spice Factory from the Second Wedge there a few weeks back. And I thought, well, hey, now I now have some hot sauce from a different brewery. Maybe that could be a thing. Breweries, you want to make some hot sauces? I'll eat them and I will tell you what I think of them. Um, so that's what we're doing tonight. I was going to do the Line Out Lager, which is NDL House's uh, beer in partnership with the Toronto Arrows Rugby Football Club, uh, which I am a fan of, a uh, big fan of the Arrows. And I was going to do that tonight. But then the wheels started turning, torches started burning, and the old wise men journeyed from the east. No, uh, popular song, though. Uh, what actually happened was I started thinking, I wonder if... My buddy who um, played for uh, the Toronto Arrows would be interested in jumping on and doing a little uh, little interview, a little, little hangout and chat. So I reached out to him and he said, yeah, that's cool. He said he wouldn't promise quality content. And I said, ah, you'll be fine. So this time next week, barring any technological problems or change in plans... Uh, I'll be chatting to none other than recently retired from professional rugby, Dan Moore, who I think we can officially now call a friend of the pod. So that'll be good fun. I'm going to save the lineout logger for then. I don't know if there will be any lineout logger left from Indiel House at that point, but I will drink it and uh, talk about it. I've had it. It's pretty good. Uh, but... Uh, there, I'm, I'm sure this they've done two now. They did Salter Street, and now they've done Indy, uh, the Arrows, that is. And uh, I don't think that you would do 
two and then stop. You might do one uh, uh, or you do many. So my suspicion is many, which means there will be more coming down the pipe. And I will let you know because I like beer and I like rugby. So kind of one dimensional. Hey, is it hot in here? I wonder what's going on. This room is notoriously frigidly cold. Now my beer fridge isn't on fire or something. I don't know. I'm feeling feeling warm. I'm going to unzip my uh, unzip my hoodie. Actually, I'm going to take it right off. Going to go crazy, guys. Oh, I'm stuck. Ugh, OK. Um, OK, OK, we're there. Sorry. Hey, this is live, live podcasting. It doesn't work, but this part of it's live. Uh, hey, let's get drinking because I do still have a delicious, I assume. I don't think I've ever had Indies made and thought that isn't at least delicious, if not really, really, really delicious. Uh, so I'm going to go with preemptively assuming this one's delicious uh, beer from the Indie House that we will do tonight. Um, because the other option was Godspeed beers. And I love Godspeed uh, to the moon and back. But, you know can get I get a little one dimensional that way. So we're going to do two indies in a row, and then I'll probably do a Godspeed after that. Uh, what have we got here? Well, if you're watching on the video, you will see this is a very attractive label with these. Um, I'm not sure what kind of leaves they are. Kind of mapley looking, maybe Japanese maple uh, with. Um, oh, no, I know what they are. That was really dumb of me. They're probably either grape or hop uh, leaves, and I'm going to go with grape. Uh, which will make sense in a second with these little birds. It's a very attractive label. Indy generally has pretty attractive labels. And this is the Vinesong 3 blush. Now, I have read the label a little bit. Full disclosure. Uh, I tend to try not to do that, but I needed to know at least a little bit what I was getting into here. Um, but this is, I don't actually even know what you would, I mean, I suppose if you were entering it in a contest, you'd probably put it in experimental beers. Um, but I think technically what this is, is like a hybrid um, beer in that it's a beer, but then so it's it's brewed and 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 that's great. Um, and it's brewed. It's it's fermented in a fodder fodder fodder. How did we decide we pronounce that? Mm, I think I looked it up. I'm going with fodder, but I think that's wrong, uh, which is a big wooden fermenter, like a giant barrel. You know, those silly saunas that they make to look like a barrel. That's like how big a fodder is. Um, you could turn it into a sauna. Don't. It's probably more effective producing beer. And um, you could probably make a more comfortable sauna. So don't do that. But uh, that's your visual picture. You could fit in most photos. Um, but then they add in um, a couple of grape juices, like wine juices that aren't wine yet and do a secondary fermentation, uh, predominantly using the, those sugars from that wine, uh, grape juice. It's not wine yet. And so then, well, now what is it? Is it wine or is it beer? It's both. It's a hybrid, I think is what's going on here. If anybody from Indy doesn't well, never know with uh, YouTube, uh, is watching, listening, feel free to chime in. Um, Oh, but the beer exchange has just joined, and that's always nice. Hello, everybody there. Um, so, yeah, I've had uh, hybrid beers like this before, um, beer, uh, wine hybrids. Um, but it's definitely not something that I, I typically get my hands on. So I'm pretty excited. You wouldn't know that given how much I'm talking about it. So I'm going to open it. just need to get my bottle opener. And uh, Indy's got such 
beautiful bottles. If you're a home brewer and you didn't already know this, these Indie Ale House bottles are amazing, especially if you were a home brewer, are a home brewer like I was, which was I loved making saisons with really high carbonation. And these things are like tanks. If you crown them properly, they're never going to pop. It's great. So let's get a little Foley. Do you love the sound of a bottle opening? Oh, the smell already. This room just improved, despite the fact that it's uncommonly hot. Um, it's gotten even better with the smell just coming out of the neck of that. Now, I've brought a fancy wine glass because it's a hybrid. It's becoming a bit of a hot habit now, isn't it? Because I drank it of a wine glass a couple weeks ago. And I lamented then that I never get to do this. And here I am doing it again. Okay, uh, let's get the camera angles down. Camera one, go camera two. Oh, that... I was paying too much attention to the camera. What have we got here? Always hard to judge because my keyboard uh, has LED backlighting that's in a constant um, morphing pride rainbow. Um, so I'm always not sure if I'm getting color cast from that. It is. Oh, it's definitely a little reddish in the middle. Uh, it's it's quite. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> that wasn't at all on camera. Um, it's easier to look at it over here. So uh, but on camera, you can see. It is opaque, um, sort of orangey yellow, but definitely tending towards red or blush, as they suggest, uh, in the center. It's a delightful color, if nothing else. It's a very beautiful looking beer. Quite opaque, not, not chunky, and I can see slight images through it. Like, I could see the shapes of my fingers behind it, but it's very, very hazy. Um, oh, and just... This huge grapey aroma. Oh, my fridge just came on. Guess who forgot to unplug his fridge again? This guy. Um, tons of, of wine uh, aromas coming out of this already. I haven't even stuck my nose in it yet, but I'm going to now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, golly. Um, oaky, like I can smell... Um, I'm assuming the photor in that, um, not m massively, but it's there. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I'm not super good on nosing wines. Um, and I did read, I know like there's Chenin Blanc, uh, wine in here and, and, and something else. I can't remember what else. Um, but the, the Venus quality I'm getting is a little floral and, um, more on the berry sides of things, uh, juicier, juicier sort of, uh, <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. George is telling me to pronounce Fodor Hooter. That's what the AI sent up when I said Fodor. Oh, okay. So the AI doesn't speak. I think that's Dutch. Might be French. It's a Belgian term anyway. Uh, call them Hooters from now on. Except for there's that whole boob connotation thing. Hmm. Troublesome. Anyway. Uh, yeah, a very white whiny... Um, uh, berry like floral wine kind of thing going but then also I can smell saison or like what I think of as like saison yeast and like it's a little funky um I really want to drink it but I I want to pull this apart a little bit yeah like it's um I mean there's some saison spicy yeasty kind of qualities to it couldn't really pick up any um uh, any maltiness on the, in the aroma. Um, but there's, um, I'm a little skeptical here. There's a quality to the yeast that has a little bit of 
a little bit of something on it. It almost, almost like white glue, perhaps, which might be a, it might be a bread influence. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm going to put it in my mouth because that'll help a lot. I hope then maybe I'll look it up. We'll see. Mm. Hmm. Mm. That's very cool beer. On the pal, oh, hmm, interesting. Hmm. On the palate, it's almost, hmm, almost entirely. Sorry, it's doing things in my mouth right now, in a good way. I like it when things do in my mouth. Now let's anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like it's very saisony uh, on the palate. So um, peppery, spicy. Um, I do get some malt on the on the palate. Yeah, uh, hmm, it's interesting. I don't think it's just two row. There's not enough color in there to make me think it's like a darker malt, but there's something a little more. Hmm. There's a quality to the malt that there's a depth there. Um, Actually, it could just be, could just be, it could just be a really particularly nice uh, variety of, of like two row or Pilsner malt or something like that. Or it could be a couple of things kind of layered together, bit of two row, bit of like just um, straight kind of like Canadian malt with, with some Pilsner and maybe like uh, something else. Um, I don't think there's crystal or anything like that. And it may be a little hard to say. I'm not getting a ton of sweetness, which is quite nice. But then what happens is, all of a sudden you get these whiny characters that initially I thought was like, oh, it's like Brett kind of cherry pie like almost. Um, but it's not. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't bread in it. It's a photo. So you kind of assume that there is. But I think most of that characteristic that I'm actually getting is the wine um, because it's 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 tart and a little berry like and a little floral, um, which is what I got on the nose. And it's so pronounced on the nose, it makes me think that even if there is a bread influence in the beer, most of that quality that I'm getting isn't bread so much as it's the wine. Um, it's pretty cool. It's very dry. As you would expect for a re-fermented beer. Hmm. It's interesting that um, I almost left out the mouthfeel. It's got a very prickly carbonation. Fine bubbles. It's not like soda pop carbonation, but it's it's prickly. It's the word I always use to describe this. Um, kind of like, uh, I guess, a little bit like champagne bubbles, but it's not that carbonated. Um, so similar feel, but less carbonation. And um, it's very velvety on the mouth. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's dry, and it's not a, a even a medium bodied. But there's a nice weight to the the beer. Hmm. Which, come to think of it, could also be partially the wine influence. Um, I don't know about that, though. Is that is that a thing? I uh, I'm not I'm not that I'm not as knowledgeable about wine as I'd like to be. I suspect there's probably some sugar in wine that can't get fermented, and so you end up with a little bit more. Well, obviously, though, that that there are wines that are bone bone bitingly dry. So I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. George is saying, uh, fuh. Like pho, like food, fudder, 
We're still trying to figure out how to pronounce Fodor. I want to stick with Fodor. Anyway, um, this is really nice. Like, really good. Kind of wish I bought more bottles. Mmm. Yeah. Fruitiness in the wine is, um, um, strawberries and gooseberries. And, uh, what's the floral thing going on here? Hmm. There's a citrusy quality almost to it, but it's not like, don't think about like IPA citrusy. Um, clementine. Clementine juice citrusy. Oh, and of course there's some sort of hop in here. Okay. I'm going to read at least the bottle and then maybe the internet. And then we're going to eat some hot sauce. Uh, a blend of Fodor aged and fresh Saison re-fermented with Grenache and Chenin Blanc grape must. Then dry hopped. Oh, interesting. So it's just the grape must. It's not grape juice. I obviously didn't read this very closely. Um, must is what's left when they uh, squish the grapes, like uh, when Lucy's in the barrel uh, stomping around, or um, the Grape Crush woman. <gasps> that woman. Um, what's left, aside from a damaged uh, career in television, and let's be honest, internet fame, uh, is just skin and stem and a bit of pulp that's been crushed and had a lot, if not all of the juice extracted from it. Uh, and that's called wine must. Um, it also, uh, incidentally is used. Um, it then gets, um, I think it's almost like they soak it and then they run off that liquid and then ferment that. And that's what, um, grappa is made out of. If you've ever had grappa, which is like, Basically like vodka, but made with wine must. Um, so that's what's in here. Yeah, that will impart quite a bit of flavor characteristics, although it does tend to the skin and stem. You tend to get more tannins out of um, grape must. Uh, um, although that also does explain why there's color to it, um, because, of course, I think Grenache grapes are red, even though they tend to be whiter blush in the bottle. That has to do with how much skin you remove. Um, but so if it sits with the skin, you're going to extract a lot of that color. Um, so that's very interesting. Very winey uh, aroma for sure. Mm. Beautifully drinkable. This is a very classy beer, guys. Um, I feel like I shouldn't be wearing a T-shirt and pajamas while drinking it. Um Really nice, really nice. Uh, you know, th treat this like a wine. I mean, it's carbonated, so you can actually work a little bit with that. But in terms of what you're going to eat while you're drinking it, have it with dinner. Um, it's obviously it's 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 fruitier and 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 more floral. Um, so this isn't necessarily something you're going to want to do like a big sturdy red wine kind of meal. You know, you're not going to have a garlicky tomato sauce or a big cut of red meat or something. Uh, hmm. Funny enough. This would probably be pretty good with um, like a, a turkey or a game bird. Um, so it'd be nice, you know, with your Christmas dinner that probably happened a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, think think along those lines, but not just like I mean, you could do it with just some chicken or something like that. But no, like roast some sort of nice bird, um, at least turkey. Um, you know, if you can lay hands on something like duck or pheasant. Ooh, oh, hmm. Duck. I wonder if between the saison and the carbonation, 
if this would be a nice uh, pairing with a duck confit. Again, not something I particularly eat, but something I've made a lot of because I worked in a French restaurant and uh, we made duck confit by the kilo uh, on the reg every night. Literally trays of it. Um, that could be really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Vinesong 3 Blush from Indiel House with a bit of duck confit. Obviously, if you don't get down to meat, but you do get down to cheese, this is going to go really well with cheeses. Um, again, think in terms of what you would normally drink a white wine uh, or eat while drinking a white wine. Some of the um, lighter, more floral cheeses, um, some of the funky ones can work, but obviously you need to watch because they can really get away from you. Um, but certainly like a, a big fatty brie or something. Pardon me. Again, between the uh, the acidity from the wine uh, and the carbonation in the uh, in the in the beer, I, I realize it is a beer or wine. It's a little ambiguous, but the, the characteristics that it gets from the wine are quite fruity and tart. And the characteristics it gets from the beer are, are um, quite dry, uh, a little spicy, and obviously also the carbonation. Um, it would do really well against a really uh, fat heavy cheese. Um, so that could be something cool to play with too. Really, really good beer. I uh, don't know if it's still available because I ordered it a couple weeks ago. I will look it up here. One second. Let's go. Uh, Indie Ale House. What do we say it was called? Vine Song 3. I don't know if the 3 is in reference to the... Oh, they have a mixed pack. I don't know if it's the third one or if it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm old. Leave me alone. Uh... Looks like it might be the third one. They have a, a Vinesong mix pack here. Two of them are caged and corked. That's like a champagne top. Two of them are capped, like the one that I just had. I obviously had one of the ones that was capped. What a deal. Four bottles, 40 bucks. That's 10 bucks a bottle. Okay, hang tight. I know you're maybe getting a little freaked out, but this is a 500 ml bottle. It's 8% alcohol by volume. And not only was it aged in a fodor, which is a um, time-consuming and space-consuming uh, exercise, uh, but also it has grape must in it, which I realize is technically um, like a byproduct of, of uh, winemaking, um, but it is still something that they are going to have to get, bring in, and then use. And again, that takes up more time. Um, I had a, not quite a discussion, but I read a comment on a, on a, a left field um uh, picture and uh, I couldn't tell you who the person was anyway and I wouldn't because I don't think they were necessarily being snarky I think they were just voicing what they were feeling and uh, either hadn't since they thought it through isn't quite the right word but anyway they they didn't understand but they were saying oh uh, uh, left field why why is it your short cans are all sort of three to four dollars when other breweries tall cans are the same but maybe slightly cheaper and um as happens, I assume Mandy, but I'm pretty sure other people manage um, the account as well. Somebody very patiently pointed out that um, actually the range in price per can um, goes from, I think, 280 up to whatever, because it can get quite expensive. Um, but that if you do that and if you buy it in the mix pack, you also get a bit of a discount and blah, 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 blah. And so actually it's a fairly competitively priced beer. Um, but what I stepped in and pointed out is that if you're buying beer from a smaller brewery, and I would put Indy, Indy's got a, a second production space now, I think. I think they do. Maybe they just have a barrel space. Maybe they do just still brew at the brew pub. But anyway, their, their volume, I think, them in left field are in the same level. Oh, I've just smacked my microphone making level positions with my hands. Um, and yeah, people like 
Godspeed and Muddy York and Aveling and that type, that size brewery. Expect for a beer that doesn't require an amazing amount of time or exceptional uh, ingredients to be about a buck per hundred mil. So a 355 ml can, 350, totally normal. Bit more, that's fine. Less, great. The problem is you see bigger breweries like Amsterdam and Great Lakes and Bose and Muskoka and Collective Arts, people like that, and they're selling their beer at the LCBO. And indeed, often a tall boy is about 350. Um, and of course, a tall boy is 474 mil. Um, but that comes down to the uh, volume of scale. Uh, wait, no, that's not the right phrase. It comes down to the fact that they have a large scale production. When you produce a lot of volume, it's easier to do it at a lower price. So expect them to be more in the range of like 75 to 90 cents per 100 mil. Um, but uh, I think $10 for a bottle of this is magnificent. Uh, incidentally, Vinsang 1 is the Rosso at 6.2%. Vinsang 2 is the Orange at 6.8%. Vinsang 3 is the Blush. That's this one at 8%. And Vinsang 4 is the Bianco at uh, 8%. Interesting they went with Bianco. Bianco. What language is that? Blanco, I thought, was how you said white in uh, Italian. I don't know. Anyway, there's um, literally no information about the beers here. Oh, maybe because it's in the mix pack. Maybe if I go uh, to the shop. Isn't it great listening to me doing this live? Don't you wish you could just listen to me surf the internet all the time? I bet there are people who do that all the time. Look at this selection of beer. I'm glad I did this. Holy moly. They have got a lot uh, yeah, Vinesong 3 Blush. Line Out Lager still available, by the way. Good to know. Might need to get some of that for Dan. Um, oh, all it says on the website is what it says on the label. So there you go. That's what we know about it. It's delicious. Saisonny, amazing. Big wine aromas and a nice bit of wine on the finish. Um, beautiful, beautiful beer. Uh, eat it with uh, Game Bird, uh, maybe Duck Confit. Guys, I know you've all been waiting for this. I almost feel bad with such a beautiful beard doing this to my mouth. Again, get your minds out of the gutter. Maybe it's only my mind that's in the gutter. I don't know. Hey, guess what I got here in my hand? So like I said, they had three hot sauces available. I got them all. They've got the... Um, incidentally, I, I, I mistook. I just assumed... Um, I, I made a I made a stupid call that I should have processed more clearly. Uh, I got three sauces. I got this one, which is the uh, nasty sauce. That just sounds like it's going to be a bad idea right out of the gate. Um, but a good one, if you ask me. Uh, I also grabbed uh, their pepperoncini hot sauce, which is I, my impression was sort of like the daily hot saucer, um, like your Frank's, but, you know, better quality uh and then also their carolina mustard sauce which when i saw it i processed carolina it probably has carolina reapers in it it's probably pretty hot but it's not it's a carolina style mustard sauce which if you know a lot about barbecue um in parts of uh the carolinas um They'll do, uh, um, it's always, almost always pork, very rarely beef barbecue. Um, sometimes a whole hog, sometimes shoulder, you know, like pulled pork. Um, but it'll be served with a vinegar sauce. So it's not even so much of a sauce, it's like, it's like a spiced vinegar. Um, with spiciness and also spice, covered spices. So it's hot and flavorful and quite tart. 
you just throw that on your on your your pulled pork and it's uh pretty nice um but uh by the way that was the okay sign that's not i'm not making a southern parts of the america white supremacist sign gotta deprogram my hand from doing that um the other part of uh, the Carolinas, uh, the norm is a mustard-based sauce. So that's what they mean. It's a Carolina mustard sauce. And actually, they do provide helpful um, heat rating um, uh, scale. And uh, the Carolina is actually less spicy than the pepperoncini. And I'd assume the pepperoncini was the least spicy. So I'd started using it already, and it's delicious. And I like it a lot. Tastes very much, as you'd expect like pepperoncini peppers, which have a distinctive taste, if I dare say so. Um, so I decided not to do the Carolina mustard sauce tonight. Instead, I'm going to do the nasty sauce because it is four and a half out of five of these uh, Indie Ale House um, hot sauce logos. You can see on the back, it's quite small. So four and a half out of five sounds pretty hot. I don't know what a five is in their books. If a five is like Tabasco, this is going to be pretty easy. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think you call a sauce nasty sauce and then make it like weak. Now, this time I brought a spoon because uh, last time with the Spice Factory, I actually had a spot on my hand where I dumped it. Um, it's that kind of a sauce. So uh, we're going to do it on a spoon just in case this one's that kind of a sauce. I also brought some potato chips. Last time I had nachos. We didn't have any nachos when I was just in the kitchen. We did have a little drag ends of potato chips. So going to have that. Um, so here we go. Indie House nasty sauce. I mean, it sounds great right out of the gate. They have these little um, uh, uh, limiters on the lid, which uh, I think I like. At least in this context. If I was going to dump it in some chili, I'd probably pop the limiter off. But here we go. Come on out. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Two drips, I think, is a good start. Can you all see that on camera? Okay. <clears throat> smells quite peppery and vinegary. Spices. A little sour. That's the vinegar. Let's, let's give it a whirl. It's hot. Hmm. Tasty. Oh, I like that. It's pretty hot, though. It's not as hot as the Spice Factory was, I don't think. But I also felt pretty confident about the Spice Factory after the first taste, and it wasn't until, like, the second that I really started to hurt. Um, interesting. I do need a bit more. I haven't read the label aside from seeing the scale. I saw that it does sort of list um, ingredients. This is either habaneros or scotch bonnets, and I think it's scotch bonnets. Mm. Beer is very perfumey after that hot sauce. Very floral. Let's have another little glug here. Get a good one. Now that I know I'm not going to die... That's very good. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Not as sour as I was expecting off the aroma. I know you can't smell sour, but you can smell things that your body knows are sour. And it tells you that's going to be sour. This isn't particularly sour. 
it's definitely oh i'm almost positive it's scotch bonnets um there is there is a tartness to it i'm gonna assume there's vinegar in here maybe it's like um a fancy vinegar like cider vinegar or something like that I'm assuming, based on what I know about making hot sauces, there's some sugar in here. That's partially the consistency. I don't really taste sweetness per se, but I know what peppers and vinegar do if you don't have sugar with them. So I'm going to go with there's sugar in this. And there's seasoning. There's some sort of spices. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I just tried to cough and burp at the same time. And it's like my body uh, went into a feedback loop. <clears throat> We're going to be okay, though. Th this one isn't painfully hot. I'm not sweating and stuff, and my face doesn't hurt yet. I probably could have put this one on my hand without leaving a little red spot. I'm having some more. I'm going to have some on a chip in a minute, too. I want to think about the seasoning. I mean, I'm pretty... <clears throat> There's some heat to this. I'm pretty sure there's black pepper in here. Not least because I think I can see black pepper in there. There's something nicely herbal. There's thyme, perhaps. And maybe sage? Thyme and sage? I'm going to go with that. And possibly garlic. Very, very tasty hot sauce. Nasty sauce. This would be mean if you coated wings in it. I mean, it's hot enough that you'd be... It's not a cakewalk. Let's say that. Um, be great on eggs. Man, I'd love this on eggs. What do we got? Scotch bonnet, onion. Oh, interesting. Thyme, parsley, ginger, garlic, clove, lemon, honey, white vinegar, orange, kosher salt, and canola oil. <laughs> Pardon me as I burp. Hmm, ginger, eh? I don't get a particular gingery pop off that, but... Ginger can add, um, ginger can act almost like bitters in a cocktail where you don't actually taste the bitters in the cocktail, but if you taste a cocktail with bitters and without, you're like, well, the one with the bitters is a lot better. Ginger can act that way. My face is kind of heating up now. I don't want to say I underestimated it because I don't think I underestimated it, but I might have underestimated it. Um, try it with a chip. These are just, um. Just PC brand original thick cut ripples. Good for dipping. I think. You ever tried making your own French onion dip? And I don't mean by using French onion soup. You should. Look it up. Alton Brown. Alton Brown will teach you how to make real French onion dip with onions. They don't have to be French. Don't worry. Ontario ones work just fine. So I got a chip with some hot sauce on it. Mmm. That's a good way to eat it. Except I also suspect it would give me a tummy ache. Because uh, I bet I could eat a lot like that. I used to do this to myself. I'd come home drunk from an event or something. And I used to make... I still I still make. <laughs> I feel like Mitch Hedberg. I used to do this thing. I still do it, but I also used to. Um, make a lot of... Ooh, that is pretty hot straight. Make a lot of my own hot sauces. And I would come home and just put straight hot sauce on nachos and eat like half a bag of nachos and, and probably end up consuming somewhere in the neighborhood of like 100 mil of hot sauce. 
And then I would wake up with a very sore tummy. That's delicious hot sauce. I like that one a lot. Yep. So, is it still available? Oh, I've already closed the window. We'll never know. Well, I'm going to open it back up. Because I want to know the address anyway. Indy. It's IndyLHouse.com. No, there's some heat building here. Maybe I was being a little laissez-faire about things. Mm, 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 mm. Well, it's not listed in the bottle shop. I wonder if it's listed in the merch shop. So I think they have two different sections of their online shop. What do we got here? We got some shirts. Got a dog collar. That's cute. Headbands, toques, gift card. Of course. Hey, there they are. Yep. Indie hot sauce. So the deal here is nine bucks a bottle or all three for 28. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, no, that makes no sense. It's more expensive to buy all three together. Oh, I get it. Hang on a sec. Bingo. Carolina's 11. Pepperoncini is nine. Nasty sauce is 10. So it should actually be 30. So you save a bit of money when you buy all three. Couldn't figure out why they would make it so it cost more to buy all three. Doesn't make sense. Delicious. Have not tried the Carolina mustard. Um, they say, you know, the one you save if you haven't devoured it with your fried chicken. Oh, that's like a reference to if you eat your uh, fried chicken, you save some at the at the restaurant. Pardon me. Nasty sauce. That spicy kick everyone's been waiting for to come back since lockdown number one. Well, I haven't been waiting for it. I didn't know about it. I typically get um, pizza when I go to Indy House. They make a mean pizza. Um, but I know, man, they're spicy and they're fried chicken. Friends of mine swear by their fried chicken, so it's one of the best you can get. And uh, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be boneless. Took a buddy, met a buddy for some beers there one time. He got the fried chicken. He was blown away. He's like, there's no bones in here. It's great. I just eat the whole thing. And then, yeah, pepperoncini. You can put this on everything. Well, I haven't put it on everything yet, but I put it on a lot of things. And I agree, it's pretty tasty. So I would check this out. These are delicious, uh, handmade, I'm sure, uh, hot sauces. Just like, and by just like I mean they're probably literally the exact same, just put into bottles as the ones at the brew pub. So get that. Indie Ale has killing me up in here. I like that sauce, though. Hmm. I really want to eat more chips, but maybe I should wrap this up. It's getting a bit long anyway. So, what's going on? Not a lot. It's New Year's. Don't go out, please. Uh, we are in full lockdown. Enjoy it with the people near and dear to you. Consider a Zoom call. Consider a phone call. Consider a text. Consider watching amazing things streamed online, um, because that's great. I saw on Facebook today, a friend posted something, I don't even remember what, and another one of their, oh, something about like, oh, I'm going to do nothing for the next week, it's going to be great. And uh, somebody else was like, yeah, except there's, there's nothing on TV right now, it just seems to all be like sports. And my first thought was, do, do people still watch TV that way? <laughs> like, you go, oh, what's on TV tonight? That's so weird, man. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, watch something on TV. If people still do that, I have an antenna. I haven't even flipped over to it in like 
oh, a year at least. The only time I do that is if there's a sport on CBC that they're being jerks and not streaming for some reason. Um, yeah, I know about the gem app. Okay. That's part of the reason why I haven't changed the antenna over in a while. Um, what was I saying? Be safe on New Year's, please, guys. Stay in. Stay in with someone you love, if you get my meaning. Uh, um, anyway, uh, and then tune in this time next week, 9 p.m. ish. This was already at 40 minutes and I started a little early, so maybe 45 hot sauces. What can I say? Because I will be drinking Indie Alehouse Line Out Lager, their partnership beer with the Toronto Arrows. And hopefully, if everything works out, talking to recently retired former captain of the Toronto Arrows, your Toronto Arrows. Oh, gosh, I wish I remembered which wing Dan played on regularly, because I would say number 13 on his back, but number one in our hearts. No, wait, not 13. 14? Number 11 or 14 on his backs, or number one in our hearts, Dan Moore. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm not going to make Dan eat hot sauce, but if he wants to, he is more than welcome to. If he wants an indie hot sauce, I'll get one to him, unless he's somewhere really far away. I have no idea where he's in the world right now. Um, but we're going to do that next Monday, 9 p.m. It'll be fun. By the way, if you watch these videos, Dan is at least 17% more handsome than me. <laughs> Dan's a lot more handsome than me. So uh, worth tuning in for. So until then, uh, be safe. Have a very, very happy uh, New Year's. Oh, now I'm worried. He's just texted me and said, I'm living in BC for a few months, my man. But I did ask him where he was. So he's not getting beer or hot sauce because unfortunately it takes longer than a week to get things to BC right now. Um, serendipitous timing, or he's one of the people watching right now. Well, we are going to find out because I'm shutting it down right now. I will talk to him later. We'll figure it out. It's going to be great. Drinking some beers with Dan Moore. Gosh, it's going to be fun. Have a great New Year's. Be safe. Don't go out uh, and take care of each other. Talk to you in a week. Bye.